When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, and welcome to the show. Say who are top of the league. Say we are top of the league. See you in a moment. Well, that went wrong because I wasn't supposed to say say that. It doesn't matter. I'm right. I'm too over excited about everything. When Arsenal won yesterday, I was like a kid. So, welcome to the same old Arsenal. Everybody in the chat room, hello. Tonight, my co-host is Suburban Guna Chris. Hello, Christopher. You right, Mandy? You right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Feeling Very good? good? Very good. Excited to get through this one? Very good. Do you know what? Do you know what's interesting? Um, I'll say hello to Albert in a second, but I love podcasting this season because nine times out of the last ten, we've won. So I love this it. Is getting I saw what you did there. I saw well what you done, did. Well done, but you love podcasting because you're with me. Yeah, that's a and, and you know what's funny, Albert, in our same well, old Arsenal group, welcome to the show, by the way, is the diva of the group is not me. It is young Christopher over there. Oh, oh my God, Chris. Oh, you have no idea what goes on. <laughs> Chris, I'm very disappointed, I must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We right, were supposed boys. to be going live at half past seven. We were supposed to be going live at half past seven. We had to talk about it. I've been in London today. It takes me an hour to get in. I'm not going to bore our listeners with it because they want to focus on yes. the deliciousness of yesterday. Ooh. It was like the most beautiful apple strudel that my mum makes that has got lovely bits of that vanilla ice cream on top with madagascan little bits of vanilla in there and you have a first bite of it it's piping hot after a lovely roast dinner and you just think oh that is bliss that is what that game felt to me yesterday it was like the world's most greatest strudel did i mention i am quite a big fan of apple strudel you did mention that but do, right. do you know what i love that deliciousness do you know what I've done? I've written notes. I'm old-fashioned. Look, I've got loads of notes. I would love to have written that word, deliciousness. One of my words was emotional. I was extremely emotional mm. yesterday. I feel like, I know it sounds odd, that we've actually won something. I know it's, I can't explain it. I'm not being a, a Spurs fan or anything, but I just feel... <laughs> Nothing, even the pouring rain, getting stuck in traffic, having shed loads of work to do, loads of stress, could take the smile off my face this morning, Albert. So mm. I actually don't know where to start, but we're going to start at the beginning do, because I do. think, I know, because there's so much we all want to say. We were all at the game. We all sit in different areas of the stadium. We've all got stories to tell. So, okay, let, let's sort of start with last week. So we play Bodo, okay? 
We win. He changes the team around. Fantastic. It's what we need. And we've come off of that game. And weirdly, I've been positive all week about this game uh, with Liverpool. I've said we're going to win the whole week, which is weird for me because I normally say we're going to win, then I start to get a little bit nervous. But I thought, this is it. This this is the one time we are actually going to beat them. It's been so long coming. Um, and it's not because they're playing terrible. Because let me tell you yesterday, this is my opinion, they were far better than Spurs. Far better. They play much more interesting and attractive football than Spurs do. Mm. Yesterday, it, it, I really, really, I mean, there was parts you don't enjoy, but, you know, we'll go on to that. But let's just talk before the game. I felt positive. Were you positive, Albert, during the first, say, between Thursday and Sunday? Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, I wasn't at the game yesterday, Amanda, but I felt like it. No, no. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, you know what? With with the run of games we, we had, in in particular, sort of, with the Tottenham game and the, the Liverpool game coming up, I, I did say we'd win both of them, and and it wasn't said in a way that was was um, was, was cocky or arrogant. I just thought what what I'd seen in Liverpool this season so far, um, even though they've only lost one game up until yesterday, um, because I think they'd only they've they've conceded in all the games they played this season, and they've only lost once, and that was against Man United and before yesterday. But um, I thought it'd be tight, but I did think we'd, we we would win. Um, so I wouldn't say I was super, super confident because our record against Liverpool is wretched. I think it was two mm. wins, in 14, mm. two wins in fourteen before yesterday. But um, you know what it is, Amanda. I've said this before. People who know me very well or don't, but it's great beating Tottenham. Any time beating Manchester United is fine, and City when we man when we eventually do it over a consistent period. But for me personally, there's something about Liverpool that really sort of really it really kind of it really does something. It does something to me. I think there's there's some fans I know about Liverpool. They're cool, but there's some that they're they're the team I always want to beat every season. I've got to be honest. Um, so the game was massive for for a number of different reasons, and I've always kind of said with Arsenal that it's we do want to get back into sort of obviously Champions League football. But I think in terms of statement games, Amanda, when we talk about playing Spurs or you talk about playing Liverpool or City or Chelsea, it's about time we started winning some of these games of football. Um, we ain't got no divine right, don't get me wrong, but it, it yesterday was a statement win. It was. Um beating Tottenham is a is a, is a big result, obviously, but to, to lay down the marker and beat them with the way Liverpool are talk spoken about within the media and they are worshipped, Amanda. They are by a mm. lot of ex-pundits, even that ones that are not associated with the club. And to win the way we did, um, they're a good side, Amanda. Let's have it right. You know, they're not been fantastic this season in terms of results wise but they showed particularly in that first half they can play right um, stop so yeah. before you got before you watched it did what was your prediction do you remember i did not have a score like, i think i went 2-1 but i said arsenal would just nick it they, they just yeah nick. i said 2-1 yeah it'd be tight christopher yes so were you positive um I was very nervous. I was more nervous, weirdly, I was more nervous about the Tottenham game because I thought that Tottenham would just turn up, they'd have their one shot and one goal and we wouldn't be able to break them down. So today felt, sorry, yesterday even, felt a bit more like a free hit in my mind because I was almost thinking, well, look, we've got a terrible record against Liverpool. We've already amassed plenty of points. 
maybe even if we lost today because Liverpool are a really, really good side, um, maybe this is just a recalibration of where our expectations are. And ultimately, when we when we played that first game of the season against Palace, we're all thinking, just get top four. Just get top four and we'll be happy. But that recalibration is happening now to the point where before I was in the Horatia on Holloway Road beforehand uh, with Giles and uh, Mark King and uh, Michael Punter from Block 5 Guna. And we were talking about this and David's true story as well on Twitter. And we were talking about this and the expectations are getting raised with every single performance that we get. Like this is a t- this is a young team. We know that this is a team that will have off days. But like last season, we had off days and we'd scrape wins. We're just playing really good football. We look, we look structured. We look organised. We look like everyone knows their positions. Everyone knows the zones on the pitch that they need to be on. And also, we've got we've shown through the Bodo Glimp game as well. We've got players that are interchangeable. You can take them out of the system, and they know what they're doing. So, before the game. I'd have taken a draw and I said, I'll take a draw and just keep the momentum if we can keep playing well. Not only did we play well, specifically in that second half, but we got the win as well. Absolutely. You lot are jumping so far up. You know me, I like to go stages. So you were confident but nervous. I was much more nervous before Tottenham because it's Tottenham and it's just everything that comes with it, I think. Um, But weirdly, Carl was so nervous he was confident all week and then he was just like terrible yesterday morning. He, he'll tell you that he was just terrible. He was so stressed. And I was like, why are you stressed? You know, this is our chance. This is it. The boys are not going to let us down. They just, I just had that feeling. I didn't predict 3-2. I did predict 2-1. Thought it would be much more tighter than it was. But I just want to I wanna get your feelings quickly on this. So the team comes out. Um Sorry, I mean the announcement of the team an hour before, and Tommy Asu is left back. And did either of you, Chris Albert, either of you think strange that he's gone to left back, kept Ben White right back, Tierney's not left back? Big decision that, big decision that worked. But Chris, what did you think? Uh, the two words that I said in or out when I was uh, by the outside the pub before the game to a few people. Has he gone galaxy brain here? That was my big fear. Has he gone galaxy brain here? He's trying to play 3D chess with uh, with with Klopp by pl- putting a right back in at left back. But in hindsight, it makes perfect sense. But the best player at our club in duels, I think the two best player in one-on-one duels in our club are uh, William Saliba and Takahiro Hiro Tomiyasu. They yeah. win their duels. And so to see Takahiro Tomiyasu front up to Salah and it's, it's, I think it's a Salah that not is this is not the same player that we've seen there's something going on there um, whether it's him mentally formed whatever it is but to see him front up to him as a right-sided guy knowing that he's gonna he's always gonna look to cut inside he's very rarely looking to get he very rarely looked to go down the outside of Tomiyasu and Tomiyasu had his number and so yeah I thought galaxy brain but after about five minutes of the game I thought actually this is gonna work Albert, was Salah even on the pitch? Um, he, he was, Amanda, but unfortunately he got pocketed. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, when it, when, when, yeah when, it, when it came through that Tom Yassi was um, going to start, I, um, I didn't really have any sort of, any sort of you know, negative vibes. And, you know, because from, from the time Tom Yassi's been here, I know there's been injury 
layoffs, but he's been more than dependable. Um, and I'm probably doing him doing him a little bit of a disservice by not using more extravagant words. But um, like Chris mentioned, in terms of aerial jewels, he's 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 a massive asset in that Tomias. He's a, he's a big lad, man. He's a physical presence. So, um, and the man, you know what? He's actually done pretty well, and he's had many tests actually um, from players in the wide area, whether it be Son. Obviously, yesterday was was Salah. Um, and to think he's playing out of position and putting that performance against that Liverpool side, absolutely exceptional, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just putting some of the comments up about him. And thanks to everyone for commenting. We will come to this shortly. I promise you all. Get your questions in in the second part of the show. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, Tommy Asso, come on, what a player! Has he ever? I'm just touch wood. Let us down. I mean, he's like a man mountain. And, you know, each game he gets better. And I I thought of – so where we sit, Tommy Asu was in front of us for uh, the first half. Sorry, my brain's gone, so I'm trying to remember everything. Um, Up and down that line, um, Salah Salah is definitely a shadow of himself. I don't know if it's the sign, the big contract. I don't Mm. know if it's Mane going. I don't know if it's just the Liverpool team are not clicking. But he is just, he needs to be on the pitch. But then we come to Ben White. And, Mm. I I mean, I'm raving about Ben White. I remember, sorry, Chris, I'll let you come in in a second. But I remember when we signed him, 50 million. People were slating him for 50 million quid. But who knows better than the manager and the staff behind the scenes? Because... And who knew he was going to be our right back? I mean, who foresee any of this? He could play right back for England. He can play centre back. Can't believe he's not being picked by England, but that's another question. Sorry, Chris, you were going to come in about something. Well, it's related to what you're talking about, actually. So if you think about it, yesterday we played four centre backs because Tommy Asu plays left centre back for Japan. And a lot of people yeah. see him, certainly the physicality of him and the way that he plays. A lot of people think he could be a, a centre half. So effectively, we had four big guys and actually tactically that worked out as quite a good decision because in that first half what Klopp did I saw this because because of where I sit in block five and the eye line that I have I saw Trent Alexander-Arnold pick the ball up multiple times and look for those long diagonals that's what they wanted to do they basically completely bypassed their midfield by saying we're just gonna have two midfielders we're gonna effectively try and play four up front we're gonna have Salah wide right we're gonna have um we're going to play uh, Diaz wide left and we're going to look for diagonal balls into them over the top. And by playing four big, tall centre-halves, centre-half-right backs um, yeah. in those positions, we just won, as Albert said, Tommy Asu won his, Albert, he won his, um, his aerial duels. Ben White won his aerial duels. They, they weren't able to hit those diagonals and hit us over the top and getting in behind because that's what they wanted to do. They thought they, they know that their midfield has been suspect. So they thought, new tactic, tried it against Rangers. We're going to go 4-2-4 and we're going to try and hit those diagonals. And we're going to try and get in behind Arsenal's fullbacks. Now, if we'd have played um, a Cedric and a Tierney or a, a Zinchenko, then there probably would have been more space in behind and maybe there could have been more physicality. But that is a big back four that we had yesterday and they did the business. Oh, didn't they, Justin? You know, <clears throat> we'll talk about when we was in the ground in a second, but very proud. I, I, I love the fact that 
<laughs> we had Tommy Essu on that pitch. I just love him. I just, I just, I just absolutely think he has got everything that we need. Because, and and you know what? We'll get to Gabrielle in a second, but I have so much confidence in Tommy Asu. Saliba goes without saying, and Ben White. Gabrielle just makes me a little tad nervous at times, but at least we've got three out for it. Anyway, we get to the grounds. Um, and I, I will say something, um, which is not what I've been saying lately. I felt the atmosphere was like last year. I felt it was a little bit um, quiet. It was definitely quieter than Tottenham, Chris, definitely. During oh, the first half, um, much quieter. Didn't really hear much. There were times where it was quite silent, and I'm not used to that. The ground has been rocking. But I will like. I would like to say this, and let's just start to go into the game, that I found the first half, there was two halves in that first half for me. First 20 minutes was us. A lot of people have said we've scored too early and we sort of didn't know what, 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 what you know, how to play it. The second half of that first half, they dominated. Absolutely. And I do honestly feel that we started to play and panic like we did last season. So first time I've seen it this season, I just felt that the last 25 minutes of the game, first half, we panicked. So, Albert, do you understand what I'm saying? Do you disagree? Do you, you agree? Or how did you feel the first half? And obviously, the goal was phenomenal. I thought, what, 50 seconds? I mean, it, it shocked all of us. It really did. It, it really shocked all of us. Yeah, man, it's interesting you mentioned that about um, when you was at the ground in terms of the atmosphere. I, I mean, obviously, I wasn't in the game, but... I think, obviously, the, the, the Tottenham game, I wasn't, I wasn't nervous for, if I'm being honest. Um, the Liverpool one, for me, I, I, I was a little bit because I knew how important the, the game was. So, it was just massive in terms of like a, a statement game. So I was sort of glued to the screen. And you know what? I said this before. I don't, I don't think I swan so much if it were at home. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, because it's Liverpool, man, that it does. It just gets me that, that um, playing them, man. But um, great start. We've been starting games fantastically well um and to start that quickly was was fantastic for that first yeah. five minutes we blitzed them um and i think jamie carragher's fears were, were coming to fruition but um like we said amanda they're a good side they they pass they played through their midfield but in the middle third brilliantly um tiago got more in the ball henderson was more in the ball so we gave them a little bit too much respect though they're a good side um but you know what? I did think we we defended resolutely. I know I know they Chris made a good point in terms of Trent likes to hit those diagonal balls, and there were times you mentioned with obviously with Gabriel as well. He he gets himself into really really awkward positions, which doesn't help, as you probably saw with the first goal. But um, yeah, Amanda, to go in at half time two one was an no. absolute. Stink. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. But yeah, let, yeah. let's just go. Do you understand what I was saying about? A game of two halves in the first half. Yeah. It was yeah, us and then them. So, Chris, we score. Place has gone mental. I don't yeah. even think we knew what to do. Because if we ever scored in 58 seconds, I don't know. Someone will tell me. We, but... we will have. We will have. But, yeah. Um, do you know what's interesting? You want to talk about limbs? People talk about limbs. There was a guy behind me in block five that literally I turned around 
and he was like horizontal in the seat behind me. I've never noticed him before. Four rows back, his mate was next to him going, oi, he's basically just sailed down. He's jumped in the air and he's sailed down three sets of seats. Now, if you know the Emirates, if you've been, you, many of you guys in the chat and stuff will have been to the Emirates before. Those are big seats. That is not, these are not small pokey seats. These are big seats. So, yeah, limbs for that first goal. Absolutely fantastic. The perfect start, completely rest, like erased any immediate sort of nerves and concerns that you've got. And also, from a, I guess, from a statistical point of view, it's almost like one hand on the three points when you can score that. It's, it's not the guaranteed, but when you look at all of those statistical models where it's like the percentage chances of winning a game, when you get a goal that early, it doesn't matter if you scored early or not. It puts the other team, the, it puts the impetus on the other team to, to go ahead. And I think Albert was absolutely right. We showed them too much respect in that first half, I think. because And the reason I think that we're going to talk about the second half. I think the reason I say we showed them more respect, too much respect, is because what we did in the second half. Because in the first half, we let them have more of the ball. They had more possession. They started to dictate it. And... We just kind of, it was almost a bit like, we've got our goal. Well, let's just see for 20 minutes or so whether or not, you know, let's just tuck in. Let's do the, the Arsenal from last season, which is get by, see if we can get through to half time, maybe keep it tight, da 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 da. But yeah, it was a um, beautiful start. Too much respect shown in that first half. And uh, I guess eventually that, that came back to bite us in the ass because they got the equaliser. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah, so they get the equaliser. I, do you know what? My brain has gone dead from this. But obviously, we scored in fifty-eight seconds. Then they scored. Does anyone know what minute? That like sort of what time? Yes, the first half? thirty-four. Third minute was it, Chris? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah that's a, so it was. I remember. I remember my dad was WhatsApping me. So he does every fifteen seconds on in the game. Um, I, it's been coming. I remember saying to my dad there and then, "It's been coming." Now. I'm trying to think. I remember saying to Carl, when they got the free kick right outside of Arteta, it was a free kick, absolutely, can't deny that. It was bang on half time. And I remember saying to Carl, as he kicked it, we want half time now, we want half time. I was going to half time. Let's just get to half time at one all. And then all hell lets loose, Albert. It goes down the other end. <laughs> And we score. And it you cannot have a better time to score mm. than going into half time on the 45th minute, can you? Yeah, that's the thing. We sucker punched him because I, I even with like about five minutes to go in the first half, I said Arsenal need we need to we need half time to come now because this game is going in a direction where Liverpool will get a second and it'll be a, a completely different team talk for Mikel Arteta. So it, it was a steel mandate to go in at 2-1 at half-time. I mean, it's, it's funny because when we broke away and scored the goal, I thought, what's Gabriel doing up so far? But then Martinelli was fantastic and um, oh, um, great goal. We'll uh, great dummy by Mar um, Gabriel and um, Saka just, just done enough to, um, 
to, to, well, to put it in the back of the net. It's very hard for us, Albert. You were at home. Okay, so my first instinct, I went mental. I then calmed because they weren't showing the goal. And mm. I kept thinking, oh, shit. Offside. Is he offside? Yeah. You can't tell from where I am. Wouldn't have yeah, a clue. Yeah, yeah. It looked it. I'm on the East Stand upper at the other end, and you're looking down there, and you're like, oh, God, this would be the worst because it's the best time to score against the run of play. Yeah, and I remember time. saying to Carl, in our first, what are we doing? It feels like we're playing like last year. They're giving us space, but why aren't we breaking away? And hey, voila, we break away and do what we should have been doing most of the first half. It was phenomenal football. Our two goals were just phenomenal football. Mm. We are witnessing, I want to get to this later, but we're just witnessing something beautiful football. So we go in at 2-1. We are all going mental. We all cheer, clapped him off the pitch like it was the end of the game. You know, then we all calmed down and realised we've got another 45 minutes to go. Um, we're 2-1 up. Didn't feel like it was going to stay like that. And then he must have thrown some teacups in that changing room at half time. Because, Chris, what a difference they were. What a different team came out. In that second half, yeah, I think the halftime goal, the goal right on halftime, probably did a lot for the team itself. Because I think maybe there was an element you, you know, you concede on 34 minutes, and then Liverpool have quite a bit of possession going into that halftime. And as Albert said, you kind of just want it to be over. Mm. We score that goal, and all of a sudden, again, we're halfway through the match and, and we're winning this football match. And so the players probably got back in a reset. I, I really hope that Arteta did just say, you know, you are showing too much. You're showing too much leg to this Liverpool team. We need to we need to buck it up. We need to actually impose our game. We need to control the football more and we need more aggression in our pressing and in our intensity. And I think we got that. I think the early goal maybe had us sitting back saying, do you know what? We can go into last season style and maybe catch them on the counter and hold them. The counter that we got was great. But then I think that gave us the confidence as a team to say, do you know what? This Liverpool team can be got at. We've got two goals already. Bearing in mind, we haven't scored in the last three matches at the Emirates against them. So mm. psychological barriers yeah. have been broken there as well. And this Arsenal team would have thought, they're not as good as as, as people are making out. Let's, let's, let's impose our game this time. And we did from the first minute. In fact, the, the Liverpool equaliser was against the run of play because yeah, we, we had ball almost entirely yeah, yeah. in their half for that first sort of seven minutes until they scored, seven, eight minutes until they scored. Albert, so we come out in the second half. I mean, look, we're all sitting here agreeing. It, it, even Thomas Party was completely different to the first. What, what do you think was it? Why? Why was it like this? Was it what Chris is saying that he said to him, stop paying them too much respect? We're 2 1 up. You know, and again, you know, when you think about it, we scored in 58 seconds and we scored in the last seconds of the second half. It's been a strange. Half, I did feel there were parts of it that weren't great. I felt we panicked a lot. Um, but, but you know, when you sit back and think, we are playing Liverpool, regardless of yeah, where they are in the league, okay, hmm. they're going to be in a situation where we're now 14 points ahead of them. They've got City at the weekend. Um, it's not really going well for them, is it? 
So we come out second half and it's like one of the best second halves I've seen in years. Yeah, Chris made a good point. We did, we did start that second half really, really well. And then um, Martinelli particularly came out super, super sharp. Um, he's brilliant in the first half. Um, but um, I, cool. think, I thought Gomez contained him a little, but he still was very, very influential. Um, but yeah, Liverpool... Yeah, so sorry, Ab, they took Trent off. Now, yeah. we sat there straight away and I, I didn't know he was injured. And I went, they've taken him off because Martinelli is eating him for breakfast. Is just... And I think Joe Gomez is obviously a little bit better. <laughs> Not that I noticed that yesterday, but um, sorry, carry on. No, so um, yeah, they get Firmino gets his typical goal against Arsenal. Um, one of them had to do it. If it's not Salah, it's going to be a more or Jota. But um, we were excellent that second half, and um, someone some put it in the chat. But Thomas Party really sort of came to the forefront in that in that second half, and I just thought we've had a little bit more further up the pitch. Um, I actually thought throughout the game, man, the first and second half. I know people talk about Liverpool, oh, you know good possession play, midfield play. Um, but Arsenal in the final third got into some really, really good positions, man. And we could have gone 3-4-1, but it, it was just that last decision or the, the final pass or we got into some really, Xhaka got into some really good advanced areas. Martin Lee on the left-hand side, Saka on the right. We 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 created some opportunities and um, I just felt, you know, we get we we when we play Liverpool, Amanda, I don't know how you guys feel, but they're in the past it seems to be like a a hoodoo sort of mental fragility when we play them. Yeah, um, bogey team, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But uh, this this is a different Arsenal side, and I think I think lo and behold, I think maybe even some Liverpool fans thought, you know what, yeah, Arsenal doing well, but you know what? We've got their number, but when, when the way the game played out, if, mm, they probably thought, you know what, this is a bit of a different Arsenal side than what we faced before. And um Interesting, because I've got yeah. quite a few Scouse mates. They were all worried. They were all worried, which I've never, ever, ever had with them before. They were all saying, you're probably going to do us today. And you, you, know, you know what they're like, though? They're not yeah. like that. They're cocky, yeah. aren't they? You know, yeah. where we'd be like that. And, and that's what, it, yeah, that, I just, that's what I'm saying with the Liverpool thing. For me, it's, it's, it's quite personal, if I'm being honest with you. But it's quite funny before I finish up... Um, I saw on the like the prediction, the BBC Sport predictions for the games for the weekend, and Chris Sutton actually went Arsenal to win four one. I said, "What?" Yeah, a lot of that. I said, "Wow." Um, and I think a lot of you're right, Amanda. I think with some sections of Liverpool fans, they were they, they were concerned coming into this game, despite how good their record is. Because, like I said, this is a different Arsenal side. We're scoring a lot of goals. We're looking a lot more threatening, and there's a Better fluidity in the final in the final third with the likes of Erdogan and Martinelli Saka and obviously we've got Jesus who is who's fantastic oh. in terms of pressing. So oh. yeah, listen, that second half party was influential and was fantastic, fantastic. Chris, can I just take a point on that? Okay. Sorry, can I just jump in on that? So this is really interesting, uh, Albert, that you were just talking about because the Liverpool of last season. And the Arsenal of last season, obviously two different teams. But if you think about the troubles that we can now give to teams, like when we played Liverpool last season, Alex Lacazette is playing yeah, up front. Yeah, yeah, Absolute yeah. no problems for Liverpool whatsoever. So that's one problem that they're just thinking nice and easy. You've got Gabriel um, Martinelli and you've got Saka on either side who are causing them some problems. But when you've got nobody in the centre to worry about, 
then you're also having to say, do you know what? We'll just focus on these guys and away we go because we can handle those two and Lacazette won't do anything. He'll drop into some pockets. We'll see nothing of him. But actually, it's other things. They weren't They weren't expecting, or they might have been expecting, but there's not many teams that are expecting the Granite Xhaka of this season. Everyone's still hung up in the Granite Xhaka of last season. So the Liverpool team who will have played up, would have come up against Granite Xhaka last season, are used to him playing in that yeah. left sort of, not, not a left eight. He's almost yeah. a defensive left-hand side, yeah. tucking into the left-back position. You know, he's not occupying that space anymore. He's exactly. occupying the space in the final, in the in, in the in the opponent's half. And so all of a sudden, they're not thinking about the. They're, maybe they're thinking about the Granite Xhaka from last season, as most people are that don't watch Arsenal as regularly. And we've got a Granite Xhaka that is in form. But also, he's causing more problems, and teams haven't sussed it out yet. I don't think. Mm, good shout, yeah, great shout. So, Chris, I just want to come to you. Three penalty shouts, and one was given. So, right in front of me was the Gabriel handball. I have to say straight away, I thought it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't even see the handball. We don't get much of a chance in the game because that's it. If you don't see it, you don't get any replays. Um, and then. I always do the same thing. I've got a scouse mate. I've got my dad. They're the two watching it. He wasn't here, the scouse mate, this time. But if they're at home, my scouse mate's not one of those that will pro Liverpool. He's just pro the game. And he said by the new rules, maybe, but it's not intentional. My dad thought it was straight away. My city mate thought it was straight away. So, so obviously, what I've said to everybody, I'm just going to watch Match of the Day last, you know, that that night, and I'll, I'll say. Now, for me, I, I'm trying to work out if it was down the other end how I would have felt. I think I would have gone. We don't get those penalties. Other teams get those penalties. We wouldn't get that because it's Arsenal. I think the new law is something to do with proximity. He was very close to the Liverpool player, Chris, wasn't he? So for yeah. you, a penalty or not? No, for two reasons. Number one, it actually hits his chest because if you see the replays, as Arsenal fans love to do, you know, we are prolific as a community. Mm -hmm. So everyone has got that, got the images of it, got the, got the short videos of it. And you actually see it hits Gabriel's, brushes his chest and then his arm. So I think if it brushes someone's chest and then hits an arm, that's not a penalty. But secondly, we had this problem with um, handballs. Was it the beginning of last season? Or was it the beginning of the season before where there were a whole flurry of handballs given if it hits somebody's hand below kind of like the, the sleeve line? And the problem with that was people were suddenly thinking, hold on, these professional footballers are good enough that they'll just get in the box and flick a ball up to somebody. So flick a ball up to somebody's hands because they're that clever enough to do it. So you can't just have, oh, it's handball because it's hit his hand. That's exactly what happened. If it, if it it's his handball if it hits his hand and the rules are if it hits your hand it's a penalty but if those are the rules we're seeing penalties every single week yeah. and nobody wants that the mm. second thing or sorry the third thing i'd say on that is we need to stop thinking about every single thing being a penalty inside of the box because how is a random flick up like that when he's going away from goal when there's no real danger of it turning into anything, what would have happened if it didn't hit Gabriel's hand? It would have flicked over and Ramsdale would have just collected me. Collected yeah. me. Are you telling me that that deserves such a... I don't even know what the XG is on penalties. It's something like 
0.6 or 0.7 or something like that, whatever the stats people will tell you. But you're telling me that that incident is worthy of Liverpool having a one-on-one -on -one shot with the goalkeeper when there was absolutely nothing going on? No. Hits his chest first, too close, and we can't have penalties every single week for that because we had that a few years ago. It didn't work. And I'm not accepting that those sort of things should be given as penalties. And and Liverpool, I'm sorry, can't have it. You're not having it, lads. It's, well, it's interesting because Miss Molina, welcome to the show. It hit his chest first, then his arm. I didn't even see that. Um, bougie man, welcome to the show. But on show slow replay to me, it seems it hit his chest. So they seem to be agreeing with you. I'm going to have to watch this again because, Albert, I did not see it hit his chest. For me, his arm was there. The ball hits it. They're given, they're not given. You know, normally they're given against us. He went to VAR. They didn't take ages going over it. Hmm. Um, Dermot Gallagher seemed to think that the referee should have been called to the screen and he probably would have changed it. Yeah, so he on would, that... He would, he would say that, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, Dermot Gallagher, let's just get this on record, is a pleb. <laughs> um, that's Chris's view. Other views are available. <laughs> um, Albert, <laughs> uh, for oh. you, was it a penalty or not? That's the thing. When when we off, when I saw it, I thought they're definitely going to give that. But if they obviously with VAR, they see all the camera angles. When I and when I saw the angle that I saw today, it hit his chest first and went onto his arm. So oh, that's why enough. it wasn't given. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's fair enough. I'll have to look at this again because yeah. I don't remember that bit. Um, okay, so then <clears throat> we get our penalty. Was that before the Jesus one? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, no, Jesus. So you've got Alison clattering into her, Jesus, doesn't go for the ball and hits the player, gets the player. So why, Albert, was that not given as a penalty? <laughs> That's a million-dollar question. I, I've, I have no idea. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm not sure why it wasn't given, but I'm sure we'll talk about the contentious one that we actually did, did get given. Yeah. Um, um, Chris, you got anything to say on the, the one where it was clattered into? Well, this is another one of those grey areas, isn't it? I mean, if that is outside of the box and two and two outfield players bump into each other, the referee says that's a penalty. But interestingly, no one seems to be talking about that in the media this morning. They're all happy to talk about the Gabriel handball. They're yeah. all happy to talk about Gabby Jesus and, and soft contact. It's like, there's contact, yes. Yeah. I get it. You know, and I get that it is soft, but it doesn't win the ball. And so Michael Oliver's looked at it and said, you haven't won. This, I'm talking about the penalty we got. You haven't yeah. won the ball, Tiago. <clears throat> so I've, I believe that there's contact there. So I'm giving a penalty. You, you can't overrule that. So I kind of get um, okay. why VAR didn't overrule it. Can I just go back to that one? So Matthew D'Souza, thank you, Matt. Uh, Amanda, it's not a pen, it's just a collision. And then you have Carl Stark going, Alison clattering, Jesus, Jesus should have been a pen. And again, and this is why VAR for penalties doesn't work, because it's all about opinion. Unless it's fact, they don't work. Because everyone, I, I mean... Go on. Yeah, sure. Just just one thing, just on that, just, just, just to jump in on that point, a collision. So if a goalkeeper comes out like that with his fists and punches yeah. a player in the head, that's a collision. Would that be seen as a penalty? Because that's just a collision. He's just coming for the ball. Is that not the same logic? He no, didn't sorry, go Amanda, for, I don't think he went for the ball. I think he clattered into him and I think that should have been spoken about. Okay, let's go to the actual penalty that was given. Um mm. I don't I don't see it as soft. He's taken his foot and he's gone down. Now <laughs> 
what I, I want to get to, Albert, is how proud of all of us that Saka picks the ball up after everything he's been through. And remember, it, it's too all at the time. We're not 4 0 up here. You know, that is a massive, massive pressure on a boy who, you know, with England and everything, what he went through. So frigging proud. We love him anyway. And he had a great game yesterday. But what did you think when he picked the ball up? Um, I mean, I wasn't nervous. He's actually, I don't think he, I think he's what, taken penalties now start from probably the end of last season, wasn't it? Now. Um, yeah. So he's our penalty taker. So he put it away brilliantly, to be, be honest. It was a fantastic penalty. Um, mm. and, and to be honest, capped off a brilliant performance. Um, and he's actually played pretty well in the last three or four games. I know people had their concerns, you know, his form. But listen, he's been he's he's, he's been bossing it domestically and internationally. He's been bossing it. So um, massive, massive turning point. Because at that point, Amanda, like, you know, two all, um, 20, 25 minutes to go. Game could go either way, but um, that's why it's such a it's such a such a massive win um, for, for for a plethora of different reasons. Um, one because but, right, gone. but but I just want to talk about the penalty, and it's true what John McDermott says: soldier that Saka is that 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 bravery. I said to Carl, no word of a lie, at two all, I said the next goal wins it. Whoever scores that next goal, they're going to win the game. I honestly, truly believe that. I couldn't watch the penalty, Albert. I had to turn my back. Cole had his head in his hands. I don't know what to do. Sometimes I watch, sometimes I don't. But I just thought, I'm not going to watch. Because it's it meant everything. If he misses, we don't win the game. The momentum, it's like that sliding doors film, mm. honestly, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. Just that split second of what could have been if he missed. But he didn't. And we're all so proud of him. And it's just fantastic. Absolute nerves of steel. Christopher. Yeah. Do you know what? So <laughs> You're I behind the goal, aren't you? Are you that no, side? No, I'm, I'm by the corner flag. So I'm row 11, block five, behind the corner flag uh, on the North Bank side. Yes. So honestly, I wear a Fitbit. It tells me my heart rate. I was fat burning. My Fitbit told me I was fat burning when that penalty was was doing it. I was, I, my heart was beating so fast, 150 odd beats a minute. I was essentially losing weight through stress of worrying <laughs> poor Saka. I don't know why though, because he's already dispatched a very good penalty against Chelsea exactly. last season. Mm. He then did it against Man United. He's then done it against Liverpool. Honestly, I'm kind of at the point where you know the old phrase three strikes and you're out." Three strikes, he's in. Three strikes and he is in because get him on pounds from now on because he is cool as a cucumber. I think and I wonder whether or not that England experience has he's 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 basically taken that as motivation and learning from it and that's that's become a drive for him. Listen, I think losing to Tottenham last year, losing that fourth place spot has done us the world of good. It is funny how things turn around. It was interesting. I worked with a, a guy, Spurs guy, typical Spurs okay. fan, mm. and he was like, "Oh, you never get penalties against you," and it was never a penalty. I'll just let him get on with it. And he goes, "Oh, I've got to buy my Champions League ticket. You know the, the competition you're not in." I said, "Oh, the competition you can't win, but we're in a competition we can win, and that is what it's all about. We can win the Europa League. You're not going to win the Champions League." So, 
I feel that that has taught the team how to win. And Saka's experience, exactly what you're saying at the World Cup, has given him that momentum as well. So it got better in the second half hour, but the atmosphere, absolutely. It wasn't dead. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was dead yesterday. It just wasn't the same as the Tottenham and what we've been experiencing. I didn't feel like that, Chris. Second half, I just want to go through a few players. Let's just let's just wax lyrical about these players, okay? Let's just start at the top. I want to start with our pit bull of a striker, Jesus. I mean, the boy is everywhere. He's tenacious. I want you to say a word for him, Albert. What's your word for him? Oh, God, a word. God, that's a bit, that's quite hard Just to say. Um, tenacious. I mean, that sort of tenacity he's got, hasn't he? He's in everywhere. He's so fast. He's so skillful. Chris, I'll let Albert think about a word. Yeah, Chris, I, relentless. Relentless. He's a that. relentless footballer. He does not stop. Oh, he does stop when he's elbowed in the face by a Liverpool Super left custom, back yeah. who, for some reason, seemed to get away with stuff with reckless abandon well, it made me actually laugh when i saw it's funny how uh, if you go if you have a few words to say about liverpool how many scouts suddenly appear or liverpool fans appear mm-hmm. in your mentions because I, I had loads of them yesterday from people saying behave michael oliver he was doing you a, he did you a solid yesterday blah blah, blah. i'm like simacast literally three times in the first half made fouls in which there were no sort of recompense one of which he's pushed saka over and then with that incident, I don't know about you guys, but when Gabby Jesus went down, I was like, holy shit, what's happened? Yeah, he like like right in front of us. He didn't move. Yeah. Yeah. I was so worried. But again, this is why I like my scouse, mate. He said straight away his player should have been sent off. Mm. I've not seen anyone else say that. He said to me, that that is that is a red card. He meant All it. day long. Yeah, yeah. He said that to me. Yeah, it, it didn't look great. It didn't look, it great. Didn't look great. But then my dad <laughs> said accidental it this is what i mean everyone sees the game very differently don't they um i, I was worried for jesus but come on have you got a word for him albert have you thought of anything well it's 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 off, off, he's, he's, he's a nuisance for defenders and he was oh, and it gave oh, like gave he gave him a tour of time matty van dyke he didn't give him he didn't give him a rest he even won that um even when we he went through and um, is like a one on one with a goalkeeper and the ball bounced, he went he went in full steam. He didn't back down Van Dyke. He was like the meat in the sandwich. But yeah, listen, this, this, there isn't a game he's been poor this season. No, um, and and I and I had a few around me say he was poor yesterday, and I didn't see it. I just didn't see it. I want really? people in yeah. I want people in the chat room to give me their words for for Jesus. And I think Carl's one's brilliant. Menace. Absolute yeah, menace yeah. against the, the opposing teams, isn't it? Just, just love him. Well, Martinelli was my man of the match. I didn't realise Sky had given him man of the match, but he is <laughs> becoming exactly what we thought he could become, isn't he, Chris? Yeah, you sound like you're about to burst into tears, of you? No, <laughs> I'm just feeling, I think as I get, no, I'm not crying. I just think as I get like, because you've worked all day, I, I, I didn't manage to, you know, to listen to as many podcasts as I like to listen to. And it's just, I'm so excited. I am so excited. It feels like we've got our Arsenal back and we've got an Arsenal back that's even better, but go on. I mean, Martinelli and Saka, a year older, a year more experienced, a year more pro- prolific, 
in a team that is more high functioning because they've got a centre forward that they know if they press, they've got another guy who's going to press with them, not some woggler that's going to sit on the halfway line offering us very little. We've got Gabriel Jesus doing the business. I think this is the same with the Granite Xhaka question as well. We'll stick on the forward line first, but Granite Xhaka is playing amazingly because he's been released, but I think it's also because there are more quality players in this team. So all of them, it's like the rising tide lifts all boats. Like we've got players that were already quality that are now being supplemented with more quality. And as a result, they're looking even more quality. And uh, Martinelli and Saka together, I think, are perfect examples of that. I just want to bring, this for me is the word, that's it, uh, V-Rose, whirlwind, Loving that and unstoppable from Tracy. That's fantastic. A little bit like we could say unstoppable for Martinelli, couldn't we, Albert? Oh, fabulous. What did he pay? Eight million pounds for him? Bargain. No, we didn't pay anything, no, we didn't pay anything for Zachary. I think huh? he was six, six million. million. Eight million. It's ridiculous. Of, yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, love I, I love Martinelli, it's fantastic. Um, I think for me, this season with him in particular, I, I was just looking at in terms of what he's going to give us in goals return. The talent's there, the, the energy there, the, the the spark is there. It's, it's there. The, the, the ingredients are there. But he actually should be on more goals than he should have already. That's the biggest compliment I can pay him. And I saw a stat yesterday with him that um, eight goal involvements in his last seven Premier League games at the Emirates. That's quite an impressive stat, to be honest with you, um, from a stat statistical point of view. But yeah, listen, he's, um, you know what it is, uh, sort of with our front three, generally speaking, I'm just pleased to see a little bit more fluidity and, and, and interchange. And I, I don't think we really had that at Arsenal with a forward line, even when we had the Lacazette and the Bambiang here, in terms of chemistry and combination play, that wasn't really there. But with these three guys in particular, and Martinelli's been outstanding so far this season. He was excellent in the North London derby, particularly the second half. And yesterday was just a different, 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 different class. Martinelli in one word, gravitas from Robert Stevens. <laughs> I mean, do you know what I'm, you know, when we had like the 2004 Invincibles and we had these players, you didn't know who to rave about first. We had so much choice. This is how I'm feeling. And now we're going to go and talk about Saka. I mean, Chris, what a game he had yesterday. Yeah, I saw yeah a few people suggesting that it, it wasn't his best of games, and mm. I mean end product, mm. end product. The man is if he's this season, if this is Bukayo Saka slowly warming up <laughs> to the Premier League, then I can't wait till he's red hot because he's already bagging goals, important goals too. You know, we didn't win the game at Old Trafford, but it was Saka that that got the got us back on track and we should have won that game really yeah. yesterday saka huge involvement in the first goal you know he's scored the second goal with a very very good run um and you know all throughout the game he's just a nuisance and we've got that on both flanks we're no longer dominant on one side when yeah, we're attacking and that is really important mm. absolutely just saka right next one boys Amanda, with Saka, I think just... what people, I think, sorry, Amanda, with Saka, sorry, I think what people got, I think what people got to realize, with a, if you watched a lot, of, if you watched all the Arsenal games this season, even towards the back end of last season, you notice with teams they're very quick to double up on him, in particular. Mm. It's different when you've got a winger like a, I don't know, a Kulazewski at Tottenham. Tottenham play, Tottenham play a very different style 
So, but with Saka, he's literally got two men on him all the time, and he's still producing. <clears throat> still, I know, I know. Erdegaard, a bit, bit mixed reviews about Erdegaard yesterday, Chris. What did you think? Apart from the assist, obviously. Wow, I've got a soft spot for Martin Erdegaard. Yes, I just think he's, a, he's an absolutely stunning footballer, and I just love, I love players with the kind of technical ability that he's got. He's my type of player. Um, the vision for that first goal, Brilliant. that's not easy. No. There are so many things going on at play there. Football, elite football happens at high pace. He's making decisions split in split seconds. So you've got to make decisions in split seconds. He's splitting a defence that have, you know, this defence has won leagues. This defence is expected to be the second, this or this Liverpool team. I know they're not this season, but they're expected to be up there challenging for the title. And Martin Odegaard's picking the ball up and he's having the, vi the vision to play that threaded pass through. It was so precise that Gabby Martinelli has just got to run onto it. And 50% like, of the work is done. Like when Odegaard put that ball in, obviously I'm at the other end of the pitch and I've seen that Martinelli make that diagonal run. As soon as he hits that, you know, you almost know it's going in because of the precision of Martinelli, but because of that, that a fantastic ball by Odegaard. And yes, you know, there were parts of the game where he did tail off, but you, you can't, against teams like Liverpool, you are not going to have um, retention of the ball the exactly. whole time. You can't just expect someone like Martin Odegaard to get on the ball and dominate everything. It's just not going to happen. In that first half, he struggled, but a lot of the team struggled. In that second half, you know, the great thing about what we've got at the moment is that if one player is not absolutely at their zenith, at their peak, we've got enough other quality players that are yeah. stepping up. We've had weeks where Saka's done it, like yesterday. Martinelli's done it. There's been weeks where Gabriel Jesus has done it. Granite Xhaka has done it. You know, we we saw against Bodo Glimt, Fabio Vieira did it. Or against Brentford, Fabio Vieira steps in. We've got so many options for other players who can influence games. So I prefer to not say people had a bad game. It's more who had the least best game. Yeah. Mm, yeah, also. I agree. Albert, Erdogan, for you. I thought it was a little bit quieter yesterday, but... I'm I'm very much like Chris with Erdegaard. I got very big soft spot for him. Yeah, well, Erdegaard's an interesting player to talk about. Um, I think with with him, and it is within our fan sections of our fan base. We make that very clear, by the way. Um, it's not a lot of context with him. And Chris makes a good point. Like this is Liverpool. They're a good side, man. Yeah. They're not gonna just let you have the ball and dictate. It's the same thing I mentioned with Saka. He's always got two men on him. It's difficult. You've got to find the space and you've got to be intricate. And like you said, he got an assist, for, fantastic assist for the goal. Um, and listen, he does, like, I always say this, and I think it's important. He does, he, he's very good off the ball. He does give Arsenal, he, there is, there is a, he does have defensive qualities that I don't think he gets a lot of credit for. Um, yeah. Yes, are the game, the only thing, I, the only criticism I've always, always had of him is just please shoot more. Because you get yeah. yourself in very, yeah. very good positions. You need to take a bit more responsibility. If your teammates hammer you and have a go at you, so be it. But take the responsibility to take the shot. And that's all he needs to do. He can he gets into the right areas. He makes the good runs. He made some good runs yesterday, but he didn't get the ball. I mm. noticed that definitely, particularly in the first half. And when he was making when he's in the 18-yard box of the six-yard area, he was there. He was he was in a prominent position to 
to benefit from a final pass that was going to be coming in or across coming in the right position. But yeah, I think with Erdogan, listen, he, he's he's not going to boss it all the time. This is a very different, difficult league. He's adjusted to it now. He's been here, you know, he's been in England a few a couple of years now. But yeah, I, I thought he did okay. I, I I I think with him more so than any other Arsenal player, it will, it will always be a talking point, Amanda. Oh, always. It seems yeah. to be a bit divided, which is a bit strange, isn't it? It's mm. a little bit like the next player I'm going to talk about. It seems everyone's in love with Xhaka. Everyone's in love with Xhaka. What a week he's had. All his Instagram posts and all his, you know, is the love for Xhaka. And it's fantastic. And yes, Chris, I know I said I wouldn't <laughs> give him a new contract and you're going to bring up every single time. But I used to defend him a lot. Um it's wonderful. And uh, although we're not going to go into the incident with Gabriel and Henderson, Xhaka acts like a captain, plays like a captain. And I just, I'm so pleased for him. I really am. And his lovely family. I saw some lovely pictures and videos today of his little girl looking over the box. And, you know, daddy's doing so well. And it's just lovely. Everything is just lovely at the moment, isn't it? It is just great. So, Chris, Jackie yesterday. It's I good, isn't played, it? Yeah, I thought he played very well. He played very, very well. And um, I would like to ask both of you a question, two separate questions, if that's all right, with regards mm -hmm. to Granit because I feel like we have waxed lyrical enough about him this season and we should continue to do so. He had another excellent game yesterday. Really, really pleased with his performance. But my question to you, Amanda, really, really quick one. Would you give him a new deal? Yeah. <laughs> Harold, Chris. Harold. I think he's just turned, turning 30. Right. Yeah, 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd get another, another, year, another, he'd get another yeah. deal. Because there was always a good footballer there. He just messed up with the, the, the red and yellow cards, didn't he? It was a nightmare. But he also was not... How can I put this? Like played in the right position. We're going, Albert. Mm. Yeah, listen. It's, um, someone mentioned the word redemption. It's true of him. Um, I think if <coughs> you want to take your the, the whole thing about the people that you know maybe not fans of Granite Xhaka or the ones that were fans of him, whatever way you want to look at it, look. This he's playing well. Um, Arteta's probably had a quite a simple chat with him and said, "Look, Granite, we're going to play you a little bit further up the pitch because." You know, we don't want to leave you a little bit, you know, defensively. You know, you're not, you're not, he's not so great at that aspect, should I say. Uh, we don't want to put him in positions where he can be exposed. So um, yeah. you've got Thomas Party there. You've got Sambi Lukonga there. Um, Erdogan can sit a little bit deeper if he has to, um, if you're going to play perhaps with Vieira in there as well. But no, um, I'll tell you what, if he'd, have, if he'd have scored that volley yesterday in the second half, oh my oh. God. <laughs> I thought if he, I thought when he when he started to take the shot, I thought if this goes in, I thought they're going to give him a goal of the season, mate. They're going to give him a stature outside the stadium, but it is. It's it's been a remarkable turnaround. Um, Absolutely. I, I, yeah, I hear a lot of people say, for you know, for Switzerland, he plays in a more advanced role. I mean, that must be under the new manager, but I, I never saw it under Petkovic. But um, yeah, listen, he'll get more goals this season as well. Oh. Um, and he's getting, did you not notice he's getting better and better every game? Yeah. It's yeah. like he's thriving on this momentum, isn't he? He's, <clears> he's driving off. games now. I mean, I watched one of his passes yesterday. A beautiful forward pass. 
How many times over the years does he just go back or sideways? Yeah, yeah. It is like that is alien to him now. Someone did a Jacka party. So I can't remember who it was. If it was party or somebody went back and I thought, we don't even see that with Jacka anymore. It's just fabulous. Amazing. So, further up the pitch, isn't it? It's oh, such a difference. That further and, 10 yards. Yeah. Massive. And he was gone. He even said that, didn't he? He said he was gone to Roma. He said, but Arteta said, give me six months. I mean... We need to talk about Arteta in a minute. We, we're going to run over time here, so we're going to stay with it. If both of you have got a few more minutes, because few more minutes, yeah. we, we've got to just, we'll go through it a bit more faster. Party. Um, I wasn't that impressed first half, if I'm honest. Although mm. a lot, you know, second half completely different. I, I I love Party. I've got not a bad word to say about him, but first half, I wasn't so sure. Albert, you're sort of nodding with me. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing because I think um it demands, you know, it, it, it to me it, it's it's a simple thing and it comes down to sometimes the opposition the opposition who you're playing against. Yeah. It's a step up in level. They're not when people don't give you time, it's a little bit more difficult, even if you're as good a player as you are. Um and I think that was probably what the problem is because I looked at it and thought, oh, Liverpool are gonna go and they're going in for a midfield with, with with the two with Henderson and Thiago. We're we're definitely gonna dominate them, but that wasn't the case in the first half of that like yeah. good 20, 25 minutes. Um, and I think they probably struggled a bit. And we're where we sat a little bit deep, he couldn't really cause um an effect on the game. But you saw that change in the second half completely, and he got more of a foothold in the game, and he did boss it, um, along with the likes of, of Jacker in there and Erdegaard in there, who was a little bit better. But yeah, listen, he I listen. Football's a ninety-minute game, isn't it? So um, he had forty-five minutes to rectify it, and he, and he and he certainly did in the second half. Absolutely. Okay. What? What? Who's the next one, Chris? Before you run off, who do you want to talk about? <laughs> I would like to talk about. We talked about Ben White. We talked about Tommy Asu a bit. Um, I could talk about Saliba all day, actually. To be honest, oh, with you. I, mean, I mean, that man's amazing. Who else have we got? We've we've done Party and Jacker, haven't we? Um, yeah, we've done them. So let, let's just talk about the back five. Um, Aaron Ramsdale. Do you know what's interesting? Like people in that first half, I was really, really worried. I had concerns. I thought Liverpool are, you know, they're turning the screw a little bit, hmm. but number of saves that Aaron Ramsdale actually had to make. Like one of them was from a Will William Saliba almost own goal. Yeah. Um, he picked the ball out of the net for Nunes. I don't know if you guys can, I can't think of too many other chances Liverpool actually had. He only had, he had the, like the save in the first half, which is a good comfortable save for him. I think it was from, was it from Nunes, was it? Or Diaz, yeah. I can't remember. But as the, other than that, you're right. You make a good point. There wasn't really, he had loads to do. Is that put the ball out of the back of the net? Oh, just hold on a second. Lynn Simpson's going to ask you a question. Both of you can answer this. Do you think having Tommy at left back had a slant on Party's performance in the first half? Mm. Either of you, what do you think? Um, I would say in terms of probably from an attacking element, possibly, because he probably <clears> wouldn't <throat> overlap like a, a Zinchenko and most definitely a Kieran Tierney. So, yeah, when you've got runners on the outside of you, it would make it a little bit easier. But, you know, you get the defensive solidity with um, a Tommy Yasu. Um, so maybe there's a point in that. That's what I'd, that's, that's, that's my kind of thoughts on it. 
Yeah, I think there's probably something in it, as you said, because Zinchenko and also Kieran Tierney this season, yes. they're inverting into the midfield a little bit more. And so therefore the distances for pass pass range options for Thomas Partey are perhaps a little bit shorter. So he's already always got that option. So Partey, if he knows he's got someone like Zinchenko with him, you've either got that as an option or he can drive the ball forward because he knows he's going to get someone tucking in. Tommy Asu doesn't really do that at left. Well, we say that we've got the data point of one, which was yesterday's game but I, I didn't notice from where I was um, but I'm happy to be corrected it felt like Tommy Asu wasn't playing that inverted winger role it felt like yeah. well wing back role it felt like Tommy Asu was there to do a number on sure. Salah to yes. just keep him quiet yeah I think great so. question Lynn great question thank Lynn. you Lynn anyone got yeah. any questions uh, get them in now because we're on the last leg um, Saliba uh, go on Chris you go with Saliba go on Chris he just he's just so brilliant i think the big thing for me is in one-on-one -on -one duels like with the ball on the ground good. he's so good he wins them yeah. and he, he turns he turns situations which feel like they could be slightly nerve-wracking into <clears throat> really um proactive and positive situations for us because this is the other thing if you've got a a striker bearing down on Saliba, like again in the Tottenham game as well, there was an instance in our own box where it was Son and Kane, and it might have been one other, that they were trying to press Saliba and he kind of just wriggled out of it and then moved the ball away. What happens there is he's drawing players towards him and as soon as he then wriggles out of it, those players are out of action. So that's in that instance, that was three players in which Saliba has just taken out of a particular move. And so it actually benefits our forward and attacking play by having someone like that. So we're going to get strikers. I mean, there's moments we're all going to have to get used to it where it's, it's going to look like Saliba has lost the ball but or he's about to lose the ball. But actually, he's in control of it nine times out of ten. And as a result, it's creating good opportunities for us. He was a key component part of the first goal. He was, but I also thought he was at fault slightly, I think, for their second goal, was it? Yeah, yeah, the second goal. Yeah, Firmino's goal. He just slightly was out of position. Um, but he's not perfect. Even Van Dyke used to give away goals. But got a question here, Chris. Before you run, yep. One more. And we'll just do this for Chris, and then he has to go. V Rogue. We are conceding a lot less chances, but we're still letting in goals. I think Liverpool just scored from two chances. Same with United. Very few chances against us, but goals scored. Why is this? Thank you for your question. Hmm. Um, it's a good question. People could put it down to its individual errors, which complacency, I guess, is something that Arteta will want to um, eradicate. But I do wonder if it's just the style that we've got. We're a little bit more uh, forward, forward thinking, forward looking. And so sometimes we're susceptible to uh, to. To, to mistakes and lapses of judgment. If I think back to some of the goals that we've conceded this season, yeah. things like the Leicester, the, the Aston Villa one, which was from a corner, just kind of switching off a little bit. Um, there was the Leicester one where, again, Zinchenko just, uh, Madison scored, Zinchenko just switched off a little bit. I don't know. I don't, I'm a rat. This is a rambling way of saying I don't actually have a full picture of it in my mind as to why teams are scoring with few chances but it doesn't feel like it's a systematic problem with us no. I don't feel like it's going to cause us that much of an issue longer run it's probably just instances that are happening that 
the team need to just focus a bit more on concentration. I don't, don't really have a proper answer there, so not very useful. Probably I'm sure Albert can be a bit more articulate. Right, I'm going to love you and leave you guys because my wife will tell me off if I don't come and eat my Thank dinner. you for oh, joining us tonight, Chris. Um, me and Albert will continue with everyone in the chat room. Thank you. Love you as ever. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah. Everyone enjoy your dinner. And he's gone because he he's wanted gone. his dinner that desperately. Oh, right. Chris. So we're going to take a few more questions and we're going to just discuss a couple of other bits. Um, <clears throat> Stefano Lorenzo, welcome oh, to the show. You seen this question floating around today? Yeah, next five league games leads away, Saints away, Forest home, Chelsea, and Wolves away. How many points do you think we'll get, young Albert? Right, I went through this earlier and I studied it and I went over it again and I thought, let me come up with some points. So I've gone for a draw away to Leeds. Beat Southampton, beat Forest, uh, beat Wolves, and I think we'll get a point against Chelsea. Okay, so I'm with you on that, but apart from Leeds, I think we'll beat Leeds. I think we'll beat the rest, and I think there could be a draw against Chelsea, which would be amazing if yeah. if either of ours, you know, works. What's that? Uh, Eleven out of fifteen, isn't it? I think that oh, was that. Was that yeah, about that. Yeah, that it was. Yeah, that is eleven. If people correct me if I'm wrong, it's eleven out of fifteen. I think. Um, I also want to ask everyone in the chat room. Um, I've never thought we could win the league, especially with Erling Haaland playing the way he's playing. Albert, do you think we have a chance? Does anyone think in the league? We've got a chance of winning it. Now, um, I'm not. I'm not really sure, man. If I'm being brutally honest, I tell you what. I tell you what's what's interesting, though. You know when Leicester won the league, yeah. Obviously, they was doing well. People were like they can't sustain this. Then it went through the months of the season. They thought, oh, um, nah, they're still going to fall off the cliff a bit. Then it got to the new year. They thought, oh, this could possibly happen. I'm hoping that it our the course of our season in the Premier League pans out like that so we can revisit the question come the turn of the year then i can okay. definitely give you an answer then 100 percent. i how are you feeling i don't think so no yeah no. it's a gut feeling I, isn't it yeah yeah i mean harland de bruyne i just oh, it, it makes different. me foden <laughs> it, 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 it's different it's different but do i think we'll give them a run for their money absolutely i do because we are watching Arteta's vision come to fruition. And I have banged that drum since the day he got here that we had to give him time. And, and look what's happening. It's just amazing. Amanda, We've the got... thing is, go on. Go on. No, no, even go if on. It, even if, it, even if it isn't a league title push, right, for example. Yeah, to, it, it would be a shame. I know we're only nine games in, so I'm trying to put some context onto it. If Arsenal don't finish the season with some silverware, and yeah, top, and I think the, the momentum shift should be can Arsenal achieve a top three? 100%. Do you know, 100%. I was thinking, you know, like you and I often uh, pod after a game hmm. um, with your post game show. I'm glad I didn't yesterday. I'd have been You're all over it. the place. I sort of came home. Couldn't wait for match the day. Calmed down, went to work. And you get your gathered thoughts. It's lovely to post after a game yeah. and chat with everyone. But I do feel you 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 have time to think about it, don't you, Albert? You know, 
I was so emotional, so choked. I was so light all over the place because you know, we've you waited know, so point. long. You make a good point because even I spoke to one of my guys I collab who said he was emotional because I, you know what it is with me, Amanda? I'll be honest with like I mentioned earlier in the stream about it's great when you beat your other rivals. But for me personally, some Liverpool fans wind me up. And that's been the case since the 2013-14 season when they thought they were going to stroll the league and yeah. the fans were doing parties like five weeks out before the end of the season. And just, just beating them, Amanda, for me personally, means everything. That's why that game was so massive yesterday. We're playing well. People say we haven't played anyone, for example. <clears throat> um, yeah, here we go. Richard, Richard, Richard Commissioner Keys. We can now celebrate a win. <laughs> We're allowed to. Um, so, yeah, that's why it was so big for me yesterday. Seriously, man. It's lovely to see Newman on this podcast. Hello, Newman. my lovely. Newman. Arsenal squad too small. If we get four in Europa, we get far, sorry, in Europa League. Amount of games is brutal. I get that. But we mm. do have the only um, strength in depth, the only place I'm concerned, the only position is Jesus. That is my issue. Yeah, um, that's the worst. Yeah. The rest of it, I think we're okay. Um, I just want to touch on something as well. The Aubameyang video came out, and I'm obviously thinking that that was done at Barcelona. Um, and he has a right to say what he wants and how he feels and stuff. And then he's come out with his sort of, he didn't even apologise today, he sort of said, I wish everyone well at Arsenal as long as, you know, not when you play us on November the 5th or whatever day it is. That. I did see that, yeah. And yeah. I thought to myself, do you know what? I don't care. You didn't put a shift in, in your lot when you signed your contract. It didn't work. Move on. You've got Chelsea fans saying, oh, it, it's really upset Arsenal fans. Arsenal fans shouldn't mm. even be responding. I don't even care. He's never a legend. He's not been a legend. And he's not one of my legends at Arsenal, Albert. Mm. Yeah, man, I don't, I, I don't get, I don't get some of our fans, man. I mean, no, not I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. So, I think they played last week in the Champions League, and Bamyang scored, obviously, didn't he? Um, and I've seen Arsenal fans tweeting like he's one of our players. And I just think to myself, like, what? you guys need to give your head a wobble. He's not our player anymore. Yeah, yes, he was a servant of the club, and he played, he scored lots of goals, but don't have a short memory and forget his last part at Arsenal, it wasn't great. And even when you watched, it, Amanda, even when we, I watched the documentary, right, the All or Nothing thing, and that, that, that bit when Edu was sitting in the office with Richard Garlick, and, and the guys come into the room said, oh, we just got reports, you know, he's the Bamyang's in Barcelona. And so Richard Garlick's like, where's he meant to be? And Edu's like, he's meant to be in training. And I just thought, look, even if you love a Bamyang, worship him. You can't, if you're watching that and thinking to yourself, you know what, you're still, you're still on Arteta, I, I, I can't help you, Amanda, if I'm being honest with you. I can't. I just think, look, he, he's not our player anymore. Just let Arsenal fans, some Arsenal fans, sorry, let it go. We're playing well. Yeah, but let it go. <clears throat> Kangan Ray, thank you for joining us. On over, I think he showed his true colours. If you do not follow the rules of the club, I'm sorry, you ain't professional. Totally agree with you. Loved late it. For North, late for North London derby, man. I mean, yeah. come on, man. Like... And Newman. Look at me and Newman agreeing. Over. He's unprofessional. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm over him. Um, yeah. I don't wish him anything. I'm not interested. Another player that's left. Whatever. Yeah. There's no player bigger than Arsenal. Exactly. Um, I would like to say that what, what I'm loving as well is, we talk about this a lot, is... 
us fans, the yeah. ground. We yeah. anytime an opponent scores, I was watching straight away. Everyone was up clapping, getting behind the boys. The players are loving it. Arteta's loving it. And this is what we've wanted for so long is this support. The toxicity has gone. I can't see it anywhere. And even if we lose, we're going to have to get over it. We're not going to win every game. No, no, no. <laughs> we're not the Invincibles. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just fantastic. Listen, everyone, I, you know, thanks for staying with us for an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. As you know, Chris had to leave. Albert, thank you so much. It has just been amazing. And... Can everyone press like if they're top of the league? <laughs> Just saying. I had that planned at the beginning and it didn't yeah. work. As you all know, I'm not media trained. I'm just a fan that comes on StreamYard and loves chatting with all of you. Um, it's been brilliant. We've got Bodo Thursday night. What we've got, right. Leeds away Sunday. Um, <clears throat> I might do a show Friday night. Who knows? But thank you all for joining us. Please press like. Please leave your comments in the YouTube. Please tell your mates about us. It, we just like we're, we're a very happy little community yeah, here. Good. It is yeah, so well. lovely, isn't it, Alb? And yeah. it, it's just lovely to see you. And Tracy, thank you for staying up. Well, and Tracy. I love my Trace from yeah, Australia. Yes, yeah, Stefano, lovely. lovely to see you. Thank you all so much. You've all been brilliant. Absolutely. Right. Let's yes. hope we uh, continue this run. Yes. But we're off to get a cup of tea, probably watch Match of the Day again, probably look at the table and go, Arsenal at the top. Mind the gap, everybody. Mind the gap. Always Arsenal. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.